Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another pod and we have made it to episode 40. Um, today's episode, we're talking about Narcos Mexico. Once again, we are continuing our Narcos series and we only have one more to go after this. So we've made it. We've done it. I loved every minute of it. I could talk about Narcos all day. So after that, we're going to move on on to the snowfall world and, you know, continue doing what we do over here on this thing. Um, we have, I want to do two more documentary, documentaries as well, and we'll get them in there hopefully this weekend. Um, I liked it how we were able to um, do the last NARC and Narcos Wars together. So I'll see maybe if I can put them together. If not, I'll break them down into two different episodes. But I don't have too many church announcements for today. Um, just another shout out at Jamil from Gully CV. Um, check out his book. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Some Things I've Been Through, a memoir by Jamil Gully TV Lindsay. You can also check out his YouTube channel, um, The Real Gully TV. A lot of dope content on there with sports, hip-hop, and fashion. Really dope channel. It's over 100,000 subscribers as well. Um, if you are in the Atlanta area or plan on visiting the Atlanta area, um, we, uh, I do have a really good friend of mine who is opening up her ambience health and wellness spa that will be opening sometime next month. Uh, she'll be doing uh, vaginal steams. You can go sit in a sauna. Uh, a lot of dope things. It's like a health spa. So I will shout that out as we get clo um, closer to opening up. So shout out to my friend. Um, that's pretty much it. As usual, you know, you can hit me up on social media, Facebook, Alicia Shanice, IG, Alicia Shanice. Um, if you have Spotify, you can check out all of my playlists. They are all titled under Shanice Loves, and then it has all of the genres. I don't have too many announcements because I'll be right back on tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and do 7, 8 today. Tomorrow, I'll be right back on. We're going to knock out 9 and 10, and then we'll be done. We, we, we made it. <laughs> we made it. But we're not done talking about narcos yet. If you guys love talking about it, you know I do. Um, when we move on to Snowfall, it'll still be little things in there. We're going to have to mention about narcos, and then, you know, uh, this story is just all everywhere it hasn't stopped so you know it's gonna be more to come as well but as far as the show we're gonna wrap it up for right now until season three drops and you know there'll be that'll be all about Amato the Lord of Sky so season three should be coming to Netflix soon and you already know we're gonna break that down just like we've been doing this so let me quit rambling and let's get into the show Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So if you guys have been watching or just love the recaps and have already watched it already, we see towards this time it starts to get real this is when everything starts to pick up and it gets really interesting around this uh episode seven so we open up and we see palma and acosto they're on the phone talking about coochie loco 
murder because remember uh, Miguel Felix gave the approval for um, the Tijuana Cartel um, Plaza to go ahead and take out Cuchiloco as payback. And he is just hurt, and he calls uh, Pablo. Pablo's been over Miguel Felix. He hasn't been feeling him for a very long time. Um, and they actually are talking about how the game has changed, on how they ought to break off and do their own plaza. Like, let's, um, let's start our own federation. It'll start off small, but we can do it. Um, without being under Miguel Felix, of course. So um, they talk about that, and they're talking about how to bring Horace and uh, Sinaloa together. And we see Lopita, which is um, Hector Palma's wife. She kind of sneaks in and waves, you know, like she's going off shopping. And... Then we see that somebody is listening to their conversation. It's being recorded. And he's like, let me get a copy of that. So we already know where he's taking it to. Then we see that Lupita wasn't going shopping. She was also going with Clavel, the bodyguard um, slash driver slash, I don't know. He is just there over there role playing. He's acting like she, he's, he's the big boss. I'm like, you're already with a boss. Why? This whole scene was just okay. So we see that those two are having an affair. Pay attention because that plays a major role towards the end if you haven't watched it. Um, we also see the next scene of Maria. She walks into the diner and Miguel is already there eating. She kind of goes off on him like I told you, quit hanging around. And he's like, no, you told me to come to not to come to your house or the children's school, but this is just a diner i brought you here for our first date and maria is still not buying it so we go to the next scene and we see ed and um ed has walked meet up with mimi he's called and he says some lady wants to talk to you she's has information and you're going to go ed is kind of reluctant at first but he decides to go under the orders of walk then we see it is the big election time so this is where things get really interesting and it kind of takes it away from the plaza wars as of now, but goes and shows you how grimy this election was and how it affected so much. So we see it's the Cardenas versus the PRI. We see the minister um, of defense and Miguel, they walk down and they see um the whole intelligence operation. They see all the new system that they're working on. It was called the Nation System of Political Information, and this is when they first started, you know, looking at the data to see what areas was voting for this and this. So this was brand new in 1988, and. It it was time. It was it came at it couldn't have came at a worse time because they had already been under one. They had already all these years been under one party. This was like when it was going to be two parties running against each other, and then uh, people were getting tired of everything that went through and how they got done with the big earthquake that hit and how it was a recession going on. You know, so people were waking up and they had like a hope in the other guy who was running against the PRI um, party. 
So what he does go and he meets with Mimi. At first, they're kind of like going back and forth. She's kind of cocky. And what has been through so much? She's like, look, lady, I don't have time for your smart mouth shit. Once he sees this in American, he like, how much information um, are you really going to know? So he just blows her off. And she basically lets him know, like, well, I'm Pablo Acosta's girlfriend. So that kind of wakes him up. Long story short, he gets in the car with her and they drive off. Of course, not before one of his head Sicarios put something over his head so he can't see where he's going. Um, Azul is on the phone and he's telling Felix all about the recorded phone call um, and that Aguilera, the one who uh, took the recording, played for him. So Felix is pissed off. He is he orders Palma's death because Palma was the one who was talking shit and called Acosto. And he also orders Acosto's death as well. But while he's doing that, little, little does he know that uh, Clavel, is that his name? Did I say it right? Yeah, Clavel, the driver slash bodyguard, he hears everything. And by this time, he's so-called fell in love with Lapita and, you know, sleeping with her. And he kind of gives it gives that look like you know he's going to tell so Acosto and Walt end up meeting um they have a meeting and they end up talking and at first you know Acosto he's very old school and he listens to what she says and him and him and Walt they have a similar bond because they both lost two of their um one of their brother you know their brothers each of their brothers to drugs and you know they share that bond and then they just uh walk can see through acosto that he's not like the other traffickers he's nothing like him you know they say acosto in real life you know take the dramatization out of the show was like a really good guy like and we 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 see that they show that even on how um, Amato was trying to get him to kill the guys who, when they lost the truck of watermelon, he said no because they could be telling the truth. And then we've been to kill two innocent men for no reason. And you could tell how he always thought about stuff. He was very old school. He knew how to do do things. And you know, even though he was, you know, a so called drug dealer, so was a lot of people. That don't mean you're just a terrible person. You know, um, not trying to sound cliche, but. Pablo Acosta really did a lot for his community. He built up churches, um, something to Pablo's, huh? <laughs> built up churches, um, paid for little girl surgery, kid children's surgery, period. Um, gave people jobs, money, uh, helped them build up their city. So he really had a good heart, they say. Um, and they're just talking. And then, you know, Pablo Acosta was like, if I decide to talk, you know, he kind of lets him know that he wants to talk. He's tired of Felix. He doesn't get down the way that they do. He doesn't move that way. So they kind of have like a little bond meeting. And that plays a major part in the next episode. So Felix, he goes to meet. Um, he calls one of the brothers and the, he tells him like you know you're losing I have the proof and at first the brother is kind of brushes him off like no my brother we have this under control he'll be president but he, um, Miguel Felix you know he kind of reads him the numbers and then he like okay meet me at four o'clock so when he goes there he thinking he's about to brown nose or you know talk some game to one of the brothers but little does he know they have sent the lady who's a part of the party from the PRI. She um 
she basically lets him know, like, look, I know you're from Sinaloa. I know all about you. The people I work for, they make generous friends, but they make horrible enemies. So before you come up here with this bull, make sure you're telling the truth. And if we find out it's a lie because he has all the proof and that um, which way everybody's voting and how they're down. So he says he's telling the truth and that he has a plan and he tells her about the computer system and he wants a place that he wants his, um, you know, his territories to be protected and he wants to basically a seat at the table. So she kind of looks at him like he's full of it, you know, um, but they're kind of stuck because they want to win the election as well. Um, Clavel go and warns Lapita about the hit on Hector Palmer's life. Mimi ends up driving um, Walt back and, you know, she ends up confiding in him that she's pregnant. And he asks, is that why you want him to get out the game? And she's like, nope. I want, of course, I want him to leave because I love him. But I also want him to leave on his own time. So she hasn't told Pablo Acosta yet. This was a highlight for me. I enjoyed every bit of this. We see that... Um, Lapita does the right thing. She tells, she warns Hector Palmer, which was scary because he could have did something to her after he found out, you know, what, what she, what she, how did she know that information? But he gets them out. He gets the kids and her out of the house and he is patiently there waiting. We see Azul and two other guys show up. They go in the house all cocky, thinking they're about to just do a quick little uh, lick on, 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 on Palmer. And we got a zoo fat ass walking through the kitchen. He didn't grab him a piece of chicken, a big chicken leg too. Grabbed him some liquor. And Palma comes out busting as he should. And they are, that first member, they were calling him weak and this and that. Palma wasn't weak that day. He let Azul ass have it. We seen Azul run into that car. That was the first time we seen him run out of the whole damn show. But he ended up killing the other two guys and Azul ended up leaving. They thought they were just going to go in and get Palma because he was so weak and so this. They learned their lesson that day. So after that, Walt gets back to his hotel and who is waiting on him? Commandante Calderoni. And he's like, where are you coming from, Walt? So they kind of go back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, I've been putting my ass on the line for you. If you're keeping secrets, that could get me killed. So they kind of go back and forth, and Calderoni just doesn't trust him. So that makes him warn. He puts two and two together, and he knows that he was down here for Pablo Acosta. So after that, he goes ahead, and he has to cover his ass as well because he, at the end of the day, no matter how you look at it, it's dirty, but this is his country. And – like I said before, I'm not a fan of his character in the show, but it was no other way he could have went. If he would have turned over Felix with all of that evidence, then his bosses would have got in trouble and that probably would have been his life. And if he didn't, you know, he's protected, but he has to follow the rules. And if they find out that he has been betraying him, then, you know, he'll be dead anyway. So, you know, but he doesn't trust Walt and he knows he's keeping secrets and doing his own thing. He goes and he warns Miguel Felix. Miguel Felix orders Acosta's death. 
this part was really touching to me because Amato gets off the plane. He finds out about the hit on Pablo Acosta. Um, Felix is talking to the computer. Not this part didn't touch me. Um, after that, um, Felix is talking to the computer guy and they're trying to fix the vote, get that all to- situated and you know, it's kind of it's kind of like just very dirty on how they did this. Like they fixed this whole vote. And this part was the touching part for me. Um, Amato goes and he speaks with Pablo Acosta because by now they've been working together for a while. And Amato, so far of what we've seen, he's like a good guy too. You know, of course, they're all in the, in the trafficking business, but from what they show us, he was nothing like Felix, you know. Um, he liked it how old school he was. Um, he liked it how Pablo didn't worship money over people, and Amado was the same way. He liked it the morals and integrity Pablo Acosta had. And it was more like a nephew figure, uncle figure, father figure, because he had lost Don Nito. And then, you know, in the show, it makes it look like it wasn't that long, but he had been working under him for quite a while. So they had had that bond. And, you know, he tries to get him to leave. And he's like, I know what you're trying to do. I don't need your protection. And he's so mad. Like, you you insist on when you go down, you want to go down like a bandit. You want to go down like a gunfight, but you don't have to do it. And Acosta was kind of brushing him off, like, close the door when you leave. But he ends up throwing him his watch back. And remember that happened in episode one of season one when they were trying to get all of the federations together. Amato gave him that watch. And that was kind of like his goodbye. But before Amato leaves, he does tell him, like, one day you're going to have to betray that bastard. And I hope you know when that time comes and pay attention. If you haven't watched it already, if you have, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you're following along and, you know, doing the episodes like I am, even though I've watched it a thousand times, um, you pay attention. But if you've seen it, you like, we know what's going to happen. We just like hearing about it. <laughs> but, um, after that, uh, we see the dirty stuff going on with the votings and the computer systems, and we see how they're playing games, and we see Pablo Acosta drive off shortly after, and we see Mimi sitting there as well. So, like, he's left and just disappeared, and that was episode seven. So, when we go to episode eight, that opens right up to Acosta's recording himself. He's talking to the journalist. The journalist tries to stop him, like, are you sure you want to Acosta? He's not trying to hear it. He presses record back and he gets to talking and saying how the Federation came along and how Mexico City is protecting them. We go and we see Azul and Felix on the phone and they're talking about the newspaper because now the journalist has printed everything of the interview with the Costo and now they are pissed and livid. Um, they pretty much, you know, Acosto's dead because he mentioned everybody so now we got everybody after him um not just felix and his crew we go into the next scene and walt goes to see mimi and he instantly gets knocked out and you know the type of badass role she plays at first when i first seen it i thought it was her but nope when he wakes up 
it is the FBI. So now the FBI is involved because they have teamed up with the um, Mexican feds. They're making jokes and shit like, um, oh, DEA, the park rangers. And remember, I told you guys before that in the 80s, they belittled DEA agents. So with the death of Kiki Camarano, it really did change this this the way they looked at them because they were brand new and you know the jokes and stuff and it's kind of sad when you think about it when it's like damn we are putting ourselves in these dangerous predicaments every day risking our lives risking family lives and you have people on your own team who were still bringing all that shit over here making it worse then when you think about what happened with kiki that makes it even much sadder so they're making jokes and it's just a little irritating in my opinion, especially when you know on how everything they had to go through. You got the FBI there. They're just acting like just straight a-holes. And we go and we see the minister of defense. He's in his office. But when the lady from the PRI party comes, she puts him right out his office. <laughs> she tells him he got to go because she needs to talk to Felix. And she basically lets Felix know this isn't short. You're not calling the shots. I'm going to observe everything. So this is the 1988 election and they are nervous. Um, we go to the next scene and we see uh, Palma. He's safe. And he's in a hotel, but he's talking to Chapo on the phone. Chapo is pissed. Chapo is ride or die though, right? And he goes and tell him like, look, tell Lapita I love her. Give her some money. Take her and the kids and hide her, get her somewhere safe. And Chapo is like, I'm gonna, you know, he he has his back. You know, he one thing about the Sinaloa cartel of what we've seen so far, they are very loyal to each other. That little group was, of course, we know um Miguel Felix wasn't like that in the show part, but um even if it was just more loyalty on that side, it looks like with the Tijuana Plaza as well. But most of them were brothers and sisters. Um, they were like blood family who rang that. And then I've told you guys before, Miguel Felix was their blood uncle as well. Um, and Rafa, you know, he was a part of that too. And by he's out now, they say that his cards, his own cartel that he has now and Chapo's cartel to this day is, they're feuding now, and as the, when I say now, I mean as of today. Said so that they're um, those two cartels are feuding. So we get to the next scene, and we see um, Pacho. He calls Miguel and tells him that his seventy tons are ready, and <laughs> that's why Miguel Felix needed. He's already stressed out about the election, and if he has seventy tons come over to Mexico, then without the government's permission then it's it's going to be very, very, very bad, very bad for him. So that's all he needed. He has the drama going on with the newspaper, with Acosta. He has this PRA, PRI lady watching him. He's trying to pray that the vote system goes good. And now Pacho's calling. Um, he calls Maria right after and warns her. And one thing that you can see the difference with how he talks to Maria is when he talks to Maria, he can just go to her and he can tell her exactly what the problem is, what he messed up on. She already knows the game because they came up together. She grew up under her father and he was a smuggler. Um, hell, she probably taught Miguel the game. But 
she listens when he warns her she doesn't brush him off this time you know when he gives her like look i need you to really listen this is about you and the kids um so they kind of talk it out a little bit um her guard kind of goes down when she sees he's in trouble um we go into the next scene and we see Watt and the operation leander they're searching for acosto they can't find him anywhere then we see Mimi, it goes directly to her, and we see her catching a boat, so she must have figured out where he is. Um, Felix end up calling Amato. Uh, he end up rushing him, like, look, the, the plan, uh, you need to get the planes ready because Pacho is called. Amato is very observant, very smart, and he's like, we're not ready yet. Miguel Felix don't do nothing. He just bossed everybody else around. <laughs> but... um. We get to the next scene and we see how they talked about how voter suppression was. Hell, it still is to this day, to be honest. And we see on how they put out a lot of fake, um, fake, you know, things to the media to make them think that their team was losing so they wouldn't get out and vote. It was a lot of um, voting manipulation and voting suppression going on with this. It was like one of the dirtiest elections to this day, they say. Um, Mimi, uh, goes and she finds Acosta and they end up talking she still doesn't tell him she's pregnant but when she sees that it is about to be some trouble she calls and warns Watt where Acosta is so Watt hits right there and Azul somehow he finds out and he calls Felix and tell him where Acosta is and that is in Santa Elena and we also, it kind of goes back and forth, but it goes to a model and we see that he finds, he knows something is up when they're taking the wires off. And a few scenes later, um, he ended up finding the wire. So a model is on to Operation Leander. Um, when they're sitting there watching the computer system, one of the guys figures out that they're cheating. So it becomes a big mess. They're all arguing. Uh, they hurry up and, uh, the minister of defense runs downstairs and he shuts the power down so everything can just shut down and that's when they figure something is wrong everybody is cheating so that's when the pri party really gets scared what shows up and he's um letting them know like I need to find Acosta. But while he's meeting there, we see the FBI there. We see the Mexican feds there. They are all one team. And they are all there to take out one man. And in the meantime, while they're there to take out one man, did you not see all those children and kids and civilians, women were there who didn't have pistols? And, you know, it probably, it was just a massacre. You know, it was innocent people getting shot for one man to go down. Um, after that, Mimi is a down one. I Mimi, uh, she's a down one. I have to say that she loved, um, she loved Pablo. Um, right to the next scene, we see a model. It goes back to him and he locates the full tracking device. So now he knows what's up. Um, and Miguel Felix is paranoid at this time and he calls Chapo and he's like, Chapo, I need you to do this for me. And remember, normally Chapo runs and says, okay, and does what he says. But today he's like, nope, you kill Coochie Loco. You uh, put a hit out on Hector Palma. So we got um, Miguel Felix. He's trying to talk around it. But Chapo says, I'll go ahead and do this for you. But um, you have to 
leave Hector Palmer alone. Miguel Felix agrees. Remember, he agrees. He calls the Tijuana cartel right after. He called the Felix brothers. They make a negotiation with them. He agrees to what they say or what Benjamin says, however. After that, we see Walt and Commandante Calderoni. They are back there together. And he's like, I should have known you were behind this. He ends up going in, trying to talk to Acosta. He tells him, like, look, you have a baby on the way. If you just cross this river with me, we will be on American soil and you will be in my protection. And Acosta finally agrees. And when they're walking out, he just says, stand behind me stand behind me they will not shoot and they damn near made it and if you go back and remember at the beginning of the season he told um amato he said i already know how i'm gonna go down when i die it's gonna be a lot of badges and a lot of big guns so it was like he had a vision or some sort or went to go see somebody and they told him his future and he pushed a walk out the way to save his life and they shot him down very sad scene. They also showed the real Pablo Acosta laying on the ground shot up like that as well because he did die. Um, not so much like that, but very similar. It was a big shootout with the police. Um, they also showed on how it was so many people who came to honor him for everything that he had did for them and how they carried him and um you know to his grave over the hill and people who he had did so much so many things for it was so many people who came to honor him and even when they got to where you know they buried him at it was a thousand people more people just waiting because that's how loved he was we get right after that and um oh and those two pictures was the real pablo acosta the first one was him uh, laying down shot up and the second one was him and his crew then it goes straight and aguilera he calls amato and tells him that hits amato and you can tell everything that pablo acosta ever said to amato if that didn't wake him up that his death did we get down to the nitty-gritty of the indie and we see the most controversial, deceitful, evil, 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 evil election. We see that they win the PRI, of course, due to the Tijuana cartel and uh, a little bit of the Horus cartel because they had Aguilera out there as well. And they had the Sinaloa cartel, which is um, Chapo, and they're going to every voting thing in their cities and putting guns to them and having them add zeros to the ballots so mimi ends up leaving on the boat and she is distraught crying and she gets on there and a woman an older elderly woman just asked her um it could have been a woman who has visions or something but she was like how many weeks are you how far along are you and she said 10 weeks and she said oh well you're gonna have a little boy and it was that was a sweet scene um then it goes straight to Miguel and Maria, and we kind of see that they're back talking now, so you can tell that something as good is going to come because she goes after he um, they win the election and he buys her coffee. So we can tell that that's not the end of Maria in the next two episodes. Then we go into the last and final scene, and we see a frustrated Watt, as he should be. We see the frustration in him that we've seen in season one of Kiki. When you get hired to do a job and try to do your best and everywhere you go, just 
knocks you down. It's a roadblock. And sometimes it comes from your bosses. And that's probably was a little bit playoff of everything that Hector Perez went through. And that was my recap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I try not to make it too long. So um, join me back tomorrow and we will cover episode nine and 10. Um, don't forget Alicia Shanice for the social medias. And you can follow me on Spotify for my playlist. And this was episode 40. I hope you guys enjoyed. And on that note, it's your girl Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. Thank you.